Eugenia Ridgely of the Ridgely Mail Order Bride Service of New Orleans, Louisiana, had always been a risk taker. No one ever said otherwise. When she believed in a cause, she believed wholeheartedly. This would explain why her newest client, Sequoia Rose Smith, was being rushed to the train station with a full pillowcase stuffed under her dress. She was alone, save for her escort, Jethro, who followed at a distance, his keen eyes watching for any sign of trouble. Thankfully, they had been able to elude it. This time, Sequoia, usually called Rose because, let's face it, Caucasians in that time didn't normally name a child after an Indian, boarded without incident. The conductor, especially gracious once he noted her delicate condition, took her satchel in hand and got her a place to sit. Several men noticed her lovely dark curls and violet eyes as she passed. But their interest waned when they spotted her midsection, and they all turned away and searched for something else to study. Even dust motes floating in the sun's rays would do. A pregnant woman traveling alone meant trouble, no matter how pretty she was. And in the middle of Reconstruction, with the Civil War fresh in everyone's mind, a corrupt administration in Washington and outlaws and Indians on the warpath in the West, there was enough trouble to go around without looking for more. Catching their sudden disinterest, Rose smiled. Mrs. Ridgely was right. Men did steer clear of her when she appeared to be in a family way. Of course, the only thing Rose was expecting, aside from what was stuffed under her dress, was to catch the train without incident. So far, so good. One problem remained with the ruse. How, and more importantly, when, was she going to remove the bundle of petticoats from beneath her clothing? She'd hoped to put them back in her satchel before she boarded. But she'd arrived late and had to jump on the train immediately. Now she had the disapproving eyes of the other passengers on her. Well, she'd just have to worry about that later. For now, she sighed in relief as the whistle blew and the conductor called out his last, All aboard! She'd done it. Rose was free from her life at Winslow's orphanage and on her way to the town of nowhere up in the Washington Territory to be a mail-order bride. She was the third girl Mrs. Teeters had sent to the Northwest this way, and she couldn't be happier. She'd liked living at Winslow, mind, as much as one could like the life of an orphan, and wouldn't have minded staying. But they had an inconvenient rule. Once you reached your 18th birthday, you were on your own. And in New Orleans, still recovering from the war, the prospects for an 18-year-old girl with no family and no job experience other than taking care of fellow orphans were limited and unattractive. Unscrupulous men frequented the city sections containing the orphanages, waiting for young girls gullible or careless enough to be snatched up and put to work in one of their establishments. And once ensnared, it was almost impossible for the girls to escape. So needless to say, becoming a mail-order bride not only provided a certain adventure, but according to Mrs. Ridgely, was the safest option. Who was she to argue? There were still dangers to face, 
of which just getting out of New Orleans had been the first. But she had an adventurous spirit, and going west thrilled her to no end. What would life in the tiny northwestern town bring? And what of her future husband, Matthew Quinn? All she knew was that he was a few years older than her, educated in a northern college, and his family owned the town mercantile. She had her entire journey to think about him in wonder. Rose settled into her seat, sighed contentedly, and smiled in anticipation. As soon as she found an opportunity to lose her burden of petticoats, she would. In the meantime, she planned to enjoy the scenery and dream of a new life full of adventure and romance in the Wild West.